0: Everyone and welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. This these are your hosts, Amy and Caleb. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. What's up? Welcome, Caleb. Welcome,
1: you, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome, you, listeners. Welcome, <laughs> fall.
0: Oh yeah, it is fall. We're really feeling the fall effects at the moment. I feel like it's kind of it's crazy because our last episode was about our summer. And we were kind of talking about like definitely reliving our summer, how it was kind of the best summer ever. <laughs> and then we were talking about, you know, just reflecting on that because you could start to feel fall creeping in. I don't think we're feeling it creeping in anymore. I think it is smacked us in the face. It is here. It's crept. <laughs> it crept. Past it crept tense. all the way. It's,
1: in fact, we might have just skipped fall and gone to winter.
0: Fall lasted like that one day.
1: It did, At yes. identical ponds. There was like a breeze, and you could tell it was fall. But now uh, <laughs> we've left Colorado and come back, which we'll get to. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, the Aspens are still yellow, but the weather, it snowed last night. The mountains are yeah, outside of our window are now capped with snow.
0: Yeah, and, like, actually capped. We've seen a few dustings here and there over the last couple of weeks, but they are, like, like this snow is going to be up there still in May. Like, this is the first coat base layer.
1: Yeah, probably. And that's scary to say because (laughs) it is October 1st as we are recording this. Yeah. And we still have over another month trying to make it... In Colorado, where, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard us talk about this before on the podcast, but these shoulder seasons, fall and spring, or like, as in the mountains, fall slash winter, are the hardest ones for us. Yeah. Uh, Not because we can't survive, and not because that we can't keep the van warm, it's just that you have to stay in the van to be warm. And uh, in that case, the space of the van shrinks a lot when all four of us are in here Like, the majority of every day.
0: Yeah, we do get asked a lot, you know, about living in such a small space. And we always tell people, and it's so true, really, we live outside. Like, we're only in the van. Yeah, have you seen how
1: tan we are? We (laughs) live outside.
0: We're only, like, in the van, door closed, if the weather is bad, really. Other than that, the door is always open. It doesn't feel like we're confined to this tiny space. No,
1: we're probably outside up until the sun sets oh, yeah. uh, most days, if not longer, like during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're here and it's 1.27 p.m. October 1st. All the doors are closed. <laughs> um, we have blankets on the ground. And um, yeah, it doesn't look fun outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold. So yeah, fall slash winter is upon us.
0: Yeah, and it really kind of smacked us in the face we as you mentioned we actually left the van for a week once again um this is the second time we've left the van this year and it was
1: within the last like three months. yeah they were
0: kind of like really close to each other um but we went on a trip to florida uh with some of our family and it was an awesome super fun week and when we left colorado um it was exactly like we were talking about last time it was still summer but like you could like get little hints of fall like it was there was a chill in the morning and a chill in the evening no aspens had like really fully turned yet at all um, but you knew it was coming we leave for a week we come back seven days later and it is fall (laughs) i mean the aspen trees out here were just like they were glowing they were so golden um, and if you have not been out to Colorado and seen the Aspens change from green to yellow, it is just a spectacular view. Um, they just, they glisten and it's so beautiful. I feel
1: like the majority of people who reside in Colorado um, love the fall yeah. for that reason. And for like, for them living in sticks and bricks, AKA houses, um, as most people do, uh, they can like go out and you know, strategically, they don't have mm-hmm. to try and live and work around this like we do. So anyways, not I'm not bitching about it. It's just it's a different season. We are prepared for it. We've done this a few times now. Yeah. And uh, going into it, you know, I think that's one reason we are where we really just like, went for it this summer, like any activities you want to do whatever, like take advantage of it, be outside as long as you can, because we knew that once ball hit,
0: mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's going to be a
1: very different style of living in a van. Yeah. And um And the days are hit or miss right you, now. Yeah.
0: yeah. You can have beautiful days like I did um this past Monday, like 5 days ago, um where it was just such beautiful fall weather outside all day and then yeah, very quickly five two or three ago, days. 6 days.
1: We were in Florida 6 days ago? No, we weren't. We weren't?
0: No. We were, where have we been? We were in, We got back <laughs> from Florida oh, right. we oh, go right. today. It's been trippy. <laughs>
1: I'm, I need to catch up on our time frame. Um,
0: but you can go from a day like that then to like three or four days of like not being outside at all and just being in the van all the time. Um, so that's where we're at now. And what a lot of people might be wondering or thinking like, well, if it's so hit or miss like that, why stay in Colorado in the van in the fall? Well, we sort of have to because of work we have jobs throughout the state um pretty much through the beginning of November so it wouldn't really make sense for us to like Moab is probably where we would go if we had total freedom and it would not make sense to go there and just have to like commute into Denver every
1: yeah that'd be a long commute (laughs) because we would be commuting from like uh, either Utah or New Mexico or Arizona back up to Colorado because yeah we do need to be here uh, through the beginning of November, at the least, mm-hmm. um, these are busiest months in terms of work season. So, you know, it's just it's grinding it out right now. That's what October is. It's grind,
0: <laughs> but it's fun. We I, like, it's, I've had fun. It is in there. October. I mean,
1: yeah. It's like honestly now that we've become like full-on snowbirds mm-hmm. and uh literally like once we're done in colorado we'll leave that day and go somewhere warm. <laughs> the next day the next day yeah. we'll get the hell out of here yeah uh, so yeah we only deal with this maybe one to two months a year so mm-hmm. yeah in that case if you look at it on the large scale span which i think now that we've been in the van this is coming up in our third winter um we're a lot more prepared for that i think the first year was a lot harder because we kind of got an abbreviated summer, and all of a sudden we're hit with this like new style of like, oh shit, winter is very different. Winter fall. and fall <laughs> is uh, extremely different in the van, um, and not exactly what we were looking for. Um, but yeah, now that we've had more of a range to judge it by, it's like, okay, we only do that like one to two months a year. Yeah. Uh, 10 months out of the year, we're in like perfect weather. So uh, it's much more doable mentally that yeah. way. So yeah. I I'm think prepared. the mental. I'm more prepared for it than I've ever been, I, I would say, this October. <laughs> And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Happy October. It is October 1st, like you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at now. That's what we are walking into this month. And I'm glad we're ready. Yes. Glad we're ready. <laughs> but what I wanted to kind of talk with you about today, which I feel like we've actually touched on some of the things already, is... Well, it's a
1: good lead-in. Yeah. This, this kind of lifestyle, too. Basically, like, kind of the pros and cons of living on the road out of a van as opposed to other types of rigs.
0: Yeah, so when we say other types of rigs, I'm saying, you know, like big fifth wheels, pull-behind campers, um, airstreams, anything that you would tow, really.
1: Teeter-totter.
0: Yes, teeter-totter. Is that a
1: technical term? What do people call those? Truck-bed campers? You know, the campers Uh. that, like, fit into someone's truck bed?
0: And, like, goes over the drive cabin... Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like a makeshift RV.
0: Yeah, yeah, those, we call them teeter-totters. Um, <laughs> I don't know where got that name Or then there's also the people from. who, like, live, uh, I think Kristen, actually. Oh, Kristen, called shout out that. to Critter. Yeah. Um, but then there's also, you know, people literally just in their truck bed will put, like, a covering over the top and have, yes. like, a bed back, like a mattress or something back there. So everything from that to the big... Big, big fifth wheels that you see trucks towing around.
1: Yes. And it's cool because within our two and a half years of being on the road, I think we met someone living out of, like, each scenario. From the biggest of big fifth wheels that we've, like, gotten to go inside and see that they have literally a stairway up to a (laughs) private master bedroom.
0: They have a, like, garage (laughs) slash guest room space yeah
1: yeah i'm sure you've seen them driving those massive with fifth wheels that mm-hmm. almost yeah they have like a garage slash extra apartment they have a master bedroom they have a full kitchen they have a full dining area uh we've met some people with those we
0: fireplaces met some, and tvs yep, and, we met some yeah. people
1: with airstreams mm-hmm. long airstreams smaller streams we've met people with uh, smaller
0: campers just like little toe behinds
1: yeah uh with rvs yeah rvs yeah
0: everything So, yeah. Vans? Have we met anyone in vans? We have met some people in vans, and I think we hung out with them for a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we kind of just wanted to talk about the pros and cons of choosing a van over any of those other rigs. Um
1: because we've, we've kind of, like, as we've, like, gone through our travels, we've, like, seen kind of firsthand of, like, oh, what is, like, if we were in that situation, this would be a pro. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, we're in a van and it's a con now, but, like, in some aspects, the van is better. So, yeah, yeah we're going to talk about this.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> um, do you want to start with pros or cons? Or do you want to um, alternate? What's alternate? Let's alternate. Okay, we're going to start with the pro first. So, first... And these are in no particular order. But a big pro, I think, to having a van over another rig is the stealthiness factor of the stealthiness. van. Stealthiness. The stealthiness factor.
1: Stealthiness or stealthiness?
0: Stealth. Stealthy. I like stealthiness. Stealth. It's like filthiness.
1: Stealth archer. <laughs> what? That's, that's my build is in that Skyrim. A word re- oh, okay. No. I don't know if no, this is the worst. No, it's a Skyrim reference. Um,
0: But it's stealthier, meaning you can... I don't, you can hide a lot easier, really, um, which opens up a lot of doors, really. Doors maybe you don't always want to open, but basically, in a van, you're able to, you're able to make it like not seem like there's someone living in it honestly well
1: and so for most of our camping we're not trying to be stealthy out we're out right now we're we're outside of Leadville on some uh forest service land where people like dispersed camping is relevant you can't be stealthy there you're a vehicle out in the woods yeah. i think w- when we're talking about stealthy we're meaning like when we're if we need to slash when we need to go into town we can actually stay and we have before a few nights stayed like street parked on Mm -hmm. Denver in the van, which is, um, I don't know the legalities behind it all in terms of (laughs) counties and states and cities. They all kind of deal with it differently, and some of the Colorado towns deal with it differently, but in a van... Uh, you can kind of get away with being able to sleep almost wherever you want. Yeah. Um, and people won't really be able to tell if some pe- if someone's in the van or if it's just a van that's parked there overnight. As opposed to if you're in a fifth wheel, if you're in an RV, or if you're in a camper. Um, those things are pretty obvious if you're parked like in a Walmart parking lot, which Walmarts do allow a lot of overnight parking for certain roads, yeah. but not all of them. But we could probably in our van get away with parking mm-hmm. overnight in a Walmart parking lot if we needed to, even in the spot that didn't allow overnight parking because you wouldn't be able to tell if that's just been left there overnight or if there's actually people sleeping in there
0: yeah and yeah this is not a pro that we use on the reg and it's not something we like (laughs) try to do because we can yeah um but it has come in handy in certain situations. It it
1: comes, it does come in handy, especially traveling. Um, if we need to travel long distances and like pretty much our days are going to be just driving. Uh, I feel like it opens a whole lot of different options. We don't have to book an RV park or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we can go here where it might be a little gray on if people can stay in their vehicles overnight, but we can get away with it because no one will know that we're in our van.
0: Especially if we just get there late and then wake up and drive off. Yeah. 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 So that, it is a pro, not one that we take it full advantage of all the time, but when it comes in handy, like you really need it.
1: It's very clutch. And another to like stem off of that, uh, what we learned recently in the town of Breckenridge, Colorado, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard. Um, it's quite a flossy place, in my mm-hmm. opinion. We love Breckenridge, um, it, but yes, it is. It is a beautiful spot and an awesome town, and they have a great vegan pizzeria called <laughs> Pianté. Please sponsor us. We should go get Pianté tonight that's what we should do you
0: know that's gonna be all i'm thinking <laughs> Not for the rest of the anytime day anytime it's mentioned it's all triggered? amy can think
1: about until she gets piante <laughs> but we learned recently uh, via some of our friends who are in an rv that actually breckenridge does not allow any kind of rv or camper parking in the city in the vicinity of the city like even on the streets and public parking lots um they just don't allow it for the reason of like Maybe people trying to stay there overnight, yeah. but with the van though we haven't stayed there overnight, we can actually go and park and get pizza. Yeah, where so they, they can't even do that.
0: That was that was the part that really shocked me. Is they were saying like they were they weren't staying in town. They have family in Breckenridge. Like yeah. they don't need a place to stay in their RV but they drove it into town and we're just parking it and really like going to get something to eat.
1: Yeah. They wanted to get dinner. They
0: were just going to get dinner and then they were going to get in the RV and leave. Um, and they, yeah, they got stopped and got in trouble and told like, you can't park your RV. Like no matter what is yeah. going on. <laughs> you so know?
1: that's where a van, even in situations where we don't, you don't have to be stealthy, but we like fit into those parameters, yeah. uh, more than like, even though it's a, essentially the same type of rig as like a, a mobile RV. Um, or even like a small camper that we're not pulling anything behind. But we can kind of get away with that going in the Breckenridge and getting pizza. Um, yeah. We've also met people. I remember a guy we met in the van and he was living and working in Denver. Living mm-hmm. in his van on the street. So, mm-hmm. And he kind of told us the areas he parked around but um, being very stealthy about it because yeah, some of the laws there are gray. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely doable in a van as opposed to where other rigs it's not.
0: Your chances are so much slimmer. <laughs> yes. Now
1: I will say, if we were ever stealthing and someone came up and knocked on the door, we would have, our dogs would immediately give us away. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we can only last that long. If it was just me and you, we could like survive a knock because oh, yeah. we just wouldn't have to answer anybody. Yeah. But, and
0: so it'd be like, oh, there's no one in there. Yes. Yeah. But
1: unfortunately, I think Jets would uh, definitely turn us in.
0: Yeah. Okay. So first con, which this is kind of a big con and I think there's lots of ways you can stem off this but your car is your house and your house is your car <laughs> so what that means and like the cons that that can bring up is um, anytime you want to go somewhere you are packing up your whole house to go somewhere or you're getting your whole house ready to travel so even if it's just a quick little errand um, you really have to weigh okay is it worth it <laughs> to like pack everything up and take the van just to go into town to get this hot sauce for this dish or should we just wait until we have to do like a full provision run and it just makes more sense. Um, But definitely a con with other rigs that you can detach from, which is fifth wheels, campers, lots of, uh, yeah, lots of different. RVs would be in the
1: same boat as we are essentially because you have to like drive your whole house in. But yeah, any fifth wheels or pull behind campers, or even the teeter totters, mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. people can, can detach yeah. the teeter totters and and detach it and go in and do provision runs. Where yeah. we're kind of left, um, we settle a little bit more, and don't, yeah. we don't necessarily go into town unless we like have a few things. It needs to be like more than one thing we're going <laughs> in town for. To, like, unless that one thing
0: is water or something, but
1: true. But yeah. we have a cycle to where water and food are. Yeah we run out pretty much at the same time.
0: Yeah. But it also then kind of can limit, or it definitely makes us double think of like, if there was a night we just wanted to like, go have a drink at the bar or like go out to dinner or something, go on a date. It definitely makes us like, think like, okay, do we really want, like it's an, it's kind of an ordeal. Like, do we really want to pack everything up just to go into town to go grab some pizza? Like, is it worth it? Or...
1: Or even to go to, yeah, if I wanted to, like, go pick up some beers one night, like, I would have to, like, pick up our whole family. Like, you would have to come with Mm -hmm. me. Our whole van would have to come with me. And even in the area we're at right now, we're only, like, 10 minutes drive outside of Leadville. Mm -hmm. But just the the mentality of, like, oh, we'd have to pick up everything, (laughs) like, situate the van, drive in, then drive back out and do it all again just to get, like a beer or two for the night, like, it's definitely not worth yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely a big con is, yeah, not being able to just, like, detach and go. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's a con. It's something we talk about and think about a lot. Obviously, if we wanted to, like, not change rigs, like, keep the van, but be able to fix that con, obviously, just buy a car, <laughs> But yes. which we have talked about, like, buy a second car, like, a Jeep, <clears throat> just a random, you know, random brand um so that yeah those errands those little fun spontaneous date nights of going into town don't feel like such a big
1: deal yeah and it's not like like we could still do that every night like we can do it as much as we wanted to we just over the course of time it's like do we really want to (laughs) like pack up everything get the van ready for travel mode like i like making the we always say the van's kind of like half a car and half a house and -hmm. i think it works a lot better as half a house Mm -hmm. Um, so the more we can time, we can get out of it with it being half of a house rather than half of a car is better. And we get that feeling when we're kind of like settled for a few days where everything's kind of situated. We're not just in this travel mode of everything's just kind of like stuffed to like, you know, stuffed around in whatever area you can place it in, but it's like spread out. We have more room. Um, yeah, Yeah. that feels a lot better. So yeah, that's a definitely a con I've seen where people can. With especially you know our friends with a truck and a camper can just drive in the town anytime they want. they yeah. can go get they can go get dinner. They can go get a drink. They can
0: just one one errand. Yeah, just yeah.
1: one. Wow, wow, what is that like?
0: <laughs> okay, next pro, um, the van can get more places than other rigs. For example, mostly like fifth wheels and pull behind campers and RVs. Um, we have seen lots of roads that the van can get up and move around in. That would be really challenging if you were towing something just because of narrowness, sharp turns. Um, if you do start driving down like an unpaid for service road, which is like all we drive on and you're looking for spots, looking for spots and eventually you get to the end and there's not a left room to turn around. Like if you are towing something or have a big camper, like that's really challenging to have to deal with. Whereas for us, yes, we are longer than a car longer than a normal vehicle but it's not as much of a challenge and not something that we have has to be as on the forefront of our minds
1: yeah seriously i thank god every day that we don't have to tow anything <laughs> that's what i wake up though you know and say though i'm sure we could learn how to do it and you know we met people have been doing it for years mm-hmm. that way Um, but yeah, definitely a pro in the van is like, oh yeah, we never have to worry about, we can kind of just go down the road almost a little blind. Yeah. Though we've hit some roads where we (laughs) worry about, (laughs) where where we worry about turning around ourselves in, um, because we're also pretty long for a van. Yeah. But over the course of time, it's like, we can find our way out. We can find a way to maneuver out of it if we, and it's a lot easier than having to back up like a 32 foot camper behind you on top of a truck so yeah we can get a lot more places even though our van's not four by four it is rear wheel drive and we have four wheels in the back so
0: (laughs) and it is do the math yourself yeah and you definitely you know if you're talking with like if we're talking with any of our friends who are towing something and we'll be talking about spots that we love a question that they'll ask or like big rigs people who have big rigs just always have to ask is, like, is it big, we're, big rig friendly? Meaning, like, is there enough room to turn around if I need to and, like, really have a wide radius?
1: Well, and even the some of the apps that we use, like yeah. Campendium, where mm-hmm. we find spots, like, for service roads and BLM, um, one of the stipulations, like, you can rank it by is if it's big rig friendly. Yeah. And we never really have to work at, Mm-mm. like, look at that.
0: No. No. So that's really nice. V-nice. Um, yeah. Definitely a pro, which... Yeah, if you're towing a vehicle behind and you're about to go down a road you don't know much about, you can just detach and, like, drive your truck down the road. But that's that's just a whole big thing. So, still a big pro. Okay, next con is just less space. Less space. <laughs> if you have a van and you don't have a fifth wheel, you're going to have much less space which, kind of like we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, and you really start to feel that when it starts to turn to winter, when it gets cold, um, there's definitely times where the size and the space of the van can be a con, in that you're trapped in here, and there's no rooms, you know?
1: We like, have our bedrooms. <laughs> our have, bedrooms. Yeah, our bedrooms in our bed. Like, your side of the bedroom, of the bed is your bedroom, yes. my side... I mean, there,
0: there's no room. So, you know, if like, if you're wanting to work on your computer and I'm wanting to like, I need to like teach a yoga class or something.
1: Oh, well, good luck with that.
0: There's no way we can like just go into separate rooms and give each other like the space and quiet or whatever that we need to accomplish those tasks. Um, whereas in different rigs. Yeah. You're going to have the, depending on the rig, you would have those options.
1: Plans well, a lot you you like in our van you almost feel like you're always you're very connected to the outside world mm-hmm. even right now as like hail and sleet is coming <laughs> down as we record this podcast, which like you a, might a live weather. Yes, yeah, so you <laughs> might can hear. I'm just saying, like it's that, like that's how much we're affected by the weather. You can hear it on the podcast because we can't hide from it right now. It's drippy. Where some of the other uh, like the big campers and fifth wheels we've been in, um, you wouldn't even know where you're at. It feels like you're just parked in the suburbs sometimes if you're mm-hmm. just sitting inside on the couch like watching TV, which is a very possible option. Um, they'll have recliners. They'll have kitchen tables. That it's like you can fully just kind of. It feels like you're in a nice home. Here it feels like uh, we're still very much attached to the outside world. It's kind of just... It's basically like a a glamorous car camping situation. Um, So that's definitely a a contrast between the styles like if we were in a huge fifth wheel right now i would probably not be talking about the weather at all <laughs> It wouldn't be that. but as video. it goes we're in the van and this weather is like definitely affecting our whole day today yeah if it was nice and sunny we would be having a very different day yeah. other than we still needed to record a podcast <laughs> so we're doing good job Ames, <gasps> yes Pump for us so
0: yes exactly i had something that i wanted to add to that but i kind of do it
1: go for it you I know, have, you're I have welcome forgotten. open mic
0: oh Open mic. Yes. I know what it was. So we're talking about how it's a con in a van, like the little, the small amount of space that you have, like that can be a con as opposed to other rigs. But on the flip side, sometimes if you are in a bigger rig and you have that much space, you aren't out outside as much, maybe like as much as you would want because it's so comfortable in there. You know, even if it is really nice weather outside, but you're just like, oh, I can just like sit on the couch and watch TV or I can do this or that. I don't know. Whatever you do, it's it's so comfortable that, yeah, you're least less likely maybe to go outside.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I think yeah. if we had a different size rig, um, we would spend a lot more time indoors. But that's, I think we would too. Yeah, it's kind of been one of the pros, which I've loved about the van other than these shoulder seasons uh, <laughs> where it's leading ice on us as right now <laughs> live but, weather reports yeah live weather reports um, but yeah during the summer it just like, it forces it doesn't even it's a nice force it's yeah. a nudge it's yeah. a gentle nudge to like always be outside and that's one of the things i think is what people get on the road to do is like spend more time in nature spend more time outside whether you're in the mountains or the deserts or the prairies, like, people want to see places. And the van really helps us with that. The con is right now. Yeah. When we have to be inside and it's getting tight and it's cold.
0: Yeah. So sometimes it's a pro, sometimes so it's So now a I mountain. could use a camper. <laughs> I'm getting, right like, colder, I feel like, as we record this Me podcast. too.
1: Yes, because it's I, there's ice coming down <laughs> on us.
0: There's
1: literally ice.
0: <sighs> I just realized um, on our little pros, cons list that we made before recording this i didn't see your additions until just now oh yeah literally one of your additions pro can park in breckenridge to get pizza yes (laughs) you really wanted to make sure we covered that
1: hey that is a pro to us you know that's a specific (sighs) pro that we have you know firsthand experience with friends in the rv who cannot just park in breckenridge (laughs) to go get pizza and we have done that frequently in our van (laughs) our van journey
0: (sighs) okay another pro is not having a long setup slash pack up process so whenever we do come to one of our spots that we decide to stay for a few days or just the night even doesn't really matter um our setup uh procedures do not take that long at all i mean if we're like on it it can take i don't know five or six minutes yeah just to get set up it's so that's really... where most
1: people are now like well then why don't you go into town more to get to pick up <laughs> a beer or get that pizza if it only takes you that <laughs>
0: long to set yeah, up the and set pack up, up um Good point. It's just because we're lazy sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Ooh. No, it's because everything else is already a chore. Like just adding another, maybe unnecessary well, chore. Well, that's what
1: on. I was trying to. I don't think I don't know if I explained it well, but like making the van more of a house than a car. If we're yeah. packing up and leaving every night, though, that get, does give us the benefits of like, hey, we can go get a drink or we can go in town for dinner. If we're doing that every night, it just feels like the it, it starts being utilized as a car more. Yes. Um, as where if we have it parked for three days in a row it becomes its own little house space. Yes. And that feels like we're getting a lot more out of the potential of it. than if we were just driving everywhere with, you know, our, our dogs wouldn't like that either. They're just kind of like in the van with everything thrown on them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that d- does that make sense? Yes. You I'm yes saying there? I completely get what you're saying. I like, guess it's not bad. Like we could easily do it because our setup process is like five to 10 minutes, which is a pro, but then, yeah, which is a pro, <laughs> but, but Yeah. You yeah. get it. I've yeah. said it all. I'm I not totally gonna, get yeah. it.
0: But yeah, it doesn't take us that long once we land a spot to set up. Really all it is is just moving things around. We, When we travel, we have a lot of things that we throw on our bed and kind of on the floor. And With then Kona, we, our with dog. Kona. And then when we park, we just have to move all that stuff from the bed and the floor up to the front um, where we were sitting. So that's really it as far as our yeah. setup process goes. Whereas if, especially if you're in a rig that you're towing something... Obviously, you have to unhitch. You have to level it out. You have to, if you have slides, open those up. Um, and I feel like there's lots of things that I don't even really know happens yeah, that we're they do. probably naive
1: to everything yeah. that needs to be done. But yeah. we've seen firsthand yeah. uh, friends and other people we've met, like, they're like, all right, we're packing up and leaving the next day. And we'll take them over half a day. Where okay. It's like when we need to leave the next morning, we're out. We can be out <laughs> by 8 a.m. Yeah,
0: and it's not uh, a big deal. Yeah,
1: it's not a big deal at all. To where the it's a, the, the whole transfer process is a lot different for yeah. people in larger rigs. Where yeah. it's like, even the, the setup to take down, they almost got to block out a full day for it. Yeah. And we even know some um, friends show that to and Cat who they'll like, that's where they're very picky on spaces too. They'll go out and scout areas like while they're still parked in the area to make sure that you know the the transition process is going to be very smooth
0: Mm -hmm. the road's okay that there's spots a few spots big enough for them um yeah
1: yeah they like you know they know it beforehand before they go in it where we kind of like i said earlier can go down roads a little blind we can fly by the seat
0: of our pants a little more yeah
1: what a weird term (laughs) where the hell did that come from not from you and but who came up with it fly by the seat of our pants do my pants have
0: a seat and i can fly from that seat
1: i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea what that phrase means (laughs) Uh,
0: but yeah that's definitely a pro um which yes it could come into play when it comes to the con of not going into town as much but you know i feel like we're talking about different things there um okay another con and i think that this is probably the biggest one in my opinion um The con of breakdowns. So when the van breaks down, we're then out a house and a car. We literally have nothing, no form of shelter, um, no moto transportation, moto. Um, and yeah, that's challenging. Whereas if you are in a rig that has a hitch, you're towing something, yes. I do want to say here, like more moving parts, more broken pieces. I do think that would be true. Not only do you have like a car you're having to take care of mechanically, you're also having the RV you're having to take of mechanically, which for us, that's just smashed all into one. And so yeah, if something goes wrong with your RV, with your fifth wheel, you at least have your car to either like take you to a hotel or an Airbnb, or if you really want to do it cheaply, camp in your car or like, get your get your camping stuff out get your tent and you at least have something to take you there
1: or vice versa if your car breaks down mm-hmm. you can take your car in to get work and then just stay in your home yeah. which is your camper
0: yeah um we don't have that luxury uh when santiago the van breaks down yeah we're out of house we're out of car we're kind of scrambling um to get those things in order and it can be really challenging honestly in these small mountain towns that we love so much because not all of them have Uber or some sort of public transportation. So, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're with the van at the mechanic and for some reason, if that mechanic won't let us stay on their lot, then we're going to have to, we can book a hotel, we can book an Airbnb fine, but we're gonna have to find a ride (laughs) to get there. Um, I yeah, will say, we're out
1: of our car and our house.
0: I will say, though, we have been very, very fortunate, very lucky um, with the mechanics that we have found and worked with. And we actually have been in scenarios like that where we've been in a town, there's no Uber, there's probably, we didn't even have to look into it because he was really nice and let us stay on his lot, but probably very little hotel and Airbnb options. Um, and we were very fortunate there. He let us just stay like, obviously he's like, okay, these people, their car, their house can't move. Of course they yes. can just stay on my lot while I work on it, which was so kind. Um, and we've had other
1: mechanics outside of him offer that, but yeah. we, I mean, I've always, I'm always telling them like, if I can drive off your lot and stay elsewhere, I just like that space between like, you know, we're at work and live space for yeah. us and for the mechanic, you know, yeah. if, yeah. Yeah. But most of the cons in the van, I think, especially with the list we came up, stem from it being, like, a car and a house Mm -hmm. within one. Where I think a lot of the pros to other rigs come from, like, okay, they can detach, they can Mm -hmm. leave. They Um, have more space. Yeah, they have more space. And Mm so, you know, if you're looking into, you know, getting into this kind of lifestyle where you're on the road... These are, I think, good things to think about, um, and we've seen them firsthand. That we've come across people in, I think, every single type of rig, yeah. From tent campers to, yeah, like I said, a massive fifth wheel with a, a garage on the back that <laughs> had, you know, motorbikes and and
0: a bunk bed, a
1: bunk bed and OHVs and a full yeah. master bedroom. Um, and so it depends on a lot of things. Depends and on, want.
0: yeah, what you. It really is just what you want. Um, I think that there's pretty much anything out there that could satisfy that um, so after having been in a van for almost two and a half years experiencing living in a van and also living in very close proximity and experiencing that life with people who live in other rigs where where do you stand like do you s- well
1: you missed my last pro oh. I don't think you saw it
0: um no I did see it okay Caleb's last pro that hit to the list of living in a van over other rigs is It's dope.
1: Yeah. So that's, I mean, we're going to come across biased right here because we've been in the van and that's what we were looking for. Um, But I think overall from the life we've lived, and I know we've kind of like melded our life to fit with the van as people like will meld their life to fit with the rig they're in. So it it tends to work. And I, I definitely think we could live in other rigs i think once you live in a van you can definitely live in something larger (laughs) i don't know if Mm. people who are who start out in a fifth wheel or a huge pull behind camper that have that kind of access can go kind of backwards but uh i feel very comfortable like going forwards if we ever wanted to and we've even met people who started out in the van who after a few years they've moved on to a camper Mm -hmm. they've you know they upgraded a little bit their Mm -hmm. lifestyle and they like that better um but i've i've loved the van like the pros it's given us and Maybe when I was just talking about forcing us to be in nature, like in a good way, in the best way outside of right now where it's ice coming down on us, but, um, just forcing us to like have that connection to the areas we're living, to our travels. And then, you know the cons aren't that we've we figured out multiple times how to deal with losing a car in a house uh in across states (laughs) you know across the west it's happened to us we've had to do it in california arizona utah like
0: oh gosh colorado colorado for sure so
1: yeah once you start getting just creative and and like a you know there's ways to figure it out there's ways to figure
0: it out and like it still always sucks that that part always will suck, but it definitely sometimes just sucks less or you kind of, you just, I don't know, you've made it to the other side so many times you're like, we're going to make it to the other side. At least yeah. that fear and anxiety isn't as strong. Yes. So, yeah.
1: As it was the first year. But yeah. yeah, overall, you know, I would think, um, I would say start with a van and then go from there. <laughs> start small. <laughs> See, yeah. And start then, small yeah. as opposed to.
0: But I don't know a fifth wheel is small if you're coming from like a house so uh, That could know. be argued well, starting small. C-
1: coming from the houses we were living in a fifth wheel <laughs> is still big as shit.
0: <laughs> I do think there are like, bigger fifth wheels than houses. Like, we've like lived
1: in. other the last house I lived in that was bigger than the fifth <laughs> wheel was probably my parents house and even then it was like a ranch style house so it kind of felt like just an oversized fifth a wheel. A long
0: just one yeah, long just thing one with long some outs on the side. And then
1: after once I finally moved out of that all the apartments we've lived in to the mm-hmm. houses I've rented to my bedrooms and they have been much smaller than some of the fifth wheels we've seen so yeah you know we're we've kind of whittled our way down to where the van space yeah. fits us and fits our lifestyle um but i i really like it That my the thing i would upgrade right now which we've tossed around is yeah getting another car mm-hmm. um as well as the van so like having a second detached car that you know, we'd either have to tow it behind the van when we traveled, or we would both have to drive. Which, yes, it would rack up the gas mileage, but it would give us the freedoms to do things that, yeah, uh, some of the other rigs, you know, would and like would have.
0: The driving separate kind of seems nice. Like, oh, we I mean, we you hate we, driving with me. We talk a lot and have talked a lot about you know, it's really important to like make opportunities to have your own space when living this lifestyle, and I think like that would be just kind of like a a golden. Opportunity just like planted in your lap of like yeah there's like four hours for like I can just be in the Jeep by myself and you can yeah. be in the Jeep by yourself
1: yeah so but, yeah, yeah it
0: would rack up gas so we'd have to think about that and
1: then at that point people I'm sure would be like well why didn't you just get a camper to start if you have a mm. van and then another car and it's like well we're too far gone for that option <laughs> at the moment so this is like the upgrade to our mm. lifestyle would be to have yeah. another vehicle just on us like. I'm not getting rid of the van at this point for a while at least. So, yeah, trading all that out to start brand new with a camper and, like, a truck. If yeah. we had started there from the beginning, um, I think that would have been a different story. And uh we've had people t- straight up tell us that they think like that, that we would like that way a lot better. Mm-hmm. Not like a big fifth wheel, but a small pull-behind camper yeah. with a truck. They think that would really benefit our lifestyle, but... Like I said, the cons in the van aren't that aren't enough to make me change right now because yeah. the pro of it's dope wins. Because <laughs> it's dope. And rose.
0: can park and in Breckenridge to get pizza. Yes, that those are those were the two
1: pros I added. <laughs> I didn't even add a con. That was my contribution to this podcast.
0: Not your contribution,
1: though. My pro
0: contribution.
1: Pro contribution. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I got.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, you found this helpful. Or if you're not interested in living this lifestyle right now at least insightful and just you know something to think about when you see people driving around in all these different rigs yeah
1: and if you're serious about like wanting to buy one of these Mm -hmm. or like pursue some kind of lifestyle even part-time we will for sure give you honest and open answers because over the course of our travels like i said we have firsthand seen people in every single type of living situation Mm -hmm. um on the road and so and yeah and we've talked with them they've talked with us we've like seen the pros and cons firsthand so We'll always be down to give you some honest answers. Yeah,
0: for sure. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening, and we will catch you next time. Peace out.
1: Peace out.